0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host Evan Russell, broker owner of ERA Russell Realty Group. He is a 10-year licensed broker who has successfully coached and trained over 500 agents and turned his independent brokerage into a $50 million company before joining one of the top real estate franchises, ERA. Evan delivers his real-world real estate experience to you, the real estate agent. You can follow Evan on the Twitter feed at WorkWithEvan using hashtag AskEvan. For all your questions, concerns, comments, ideas, or anything else real estate related.
1: Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's happening? Ten oh one, October 22nd. I hope everybody's doing well. Hey, I'm going to start with a quote here that I got. I actually got it from a lender. Uh, actually, a lender partner of mine sent this over, and I thought it was pretty cool and wanted to share it with you uh, here while we're waiting for a couple of other people to jump in. All right, so the quote is, reads like this: I don't believe in this. Take out loan officer and put real estate agent. I don't believe that technology will ever replace the loan officer or the real estate agent. I do, however, believe that the loan officer or real estate agent that adapts technology will replace the loan officer that doesn't. I don't believe that technology will ever replace the loan officer. However, I do believe that the loan officer who adapts technology and uh, with, will replace the loan officer or real estate agent that doesn't so one of my one of my classic quotes in my life has always been let the machines do the work for you and if you're jumping on if you're jumping on late the basically the quote i just i just ran off there is i don't believe that technology will ever replace the real estate agent but that the real estate agent will be replaced by a real estate agent who embraces the technology basically if you're not into tech you're going to get run over If you don't understand the the systems and the apps and those types of things, you're going to get left in the dust, okay? So as I go through my topics here, there's a lot of panic in the marketplace right now. There's a lot of panic, and there's a lot of panic especially uh, in the lender circle is where I'm hearing it the most because the rates are high. And when the rates are high, guess what happens? People can't refi. You can't refi a house if your rate is lower than the current rate, even though you might want a different payment or you might want to extend your terms or something like that. If you've got a a, a rate that's three and a half, three, eight, four, one, something like that, and you try to refi, you can't. So all the lenders that are out there uh, are going to, are going to, you know, run into some hard times here because the interest rates aren't three and a half, they're coming up on five, right? Which means people theoretically are going to be like, all right, well, geez, you know, that's a little higher. My spending power has gone down. Maybe I'll just wait to see if they go back down, which we all know common sense is not going to happen. But any of the people that you lost three, four, five years ago that might be coming up on a refi or using refi to, to, to you know, keep your business solid, that business is going away, right? That business is leaving. That's half of people's pipeline. So in the, loan, in the loan officer world, which is what I'm going to translate into our real estate world, in the loan officer world, you're going to see a shift. Some of your favorite loan officers may not be doing loans in the next, you know, three, four, five, six months. Why? Because they didn't spend any time building their business. They didn't spend any time going out in the street and finding business. They just were relying on their previous business. And their previous business would bring them refis, may bring them referrals, may bring them something else. But if you're not out prospecting for the new business and you haven't been, it's really difficult to start now, right? Right. So I, so I took that email that was shared with me from a large company and, a, and one of my friends at a large office, a large um, mortgage lending office, whatever you call it, brokerage house, whatever they are, right? I took that email and I kind of took it to heart. And I said, you know, the same thing's going to happen in real estate because there are some folks in real estate that are getting very upset. They're getting very not upset. They're getting very nervous or they're kind of sick of paying the MLS dues if they're not producing any business. Now, 126 a quarter is not a big deal, right? I mean, you take your family to dinner, you take a family five to dinner it costs you 100 bucks. So 126 dollars a quarter for the MLS is not a big deal, but it's going to come up on the point where people are going to be like, "You know, I really don't want to pay that. I'm really not using it. There's no fruit. It happens every quarter. Every quarter, somebody either doesn't pay their MLS, doesn't want to pay their MLS, thinks about it and decides, "Yeah, you know, I don't really want to pay 126 bucks. I don't really have anything going. And that's going to happen again. It's going to happen the next, the next, when the next quarterly dues are available, are, are ready to be built, It's going to happen again. There are people on this team, maybe people on this call, that are going to say, you know what, I haven't done anything in the last, you know, six, eight, nine months. I've paid three or four times of MLS. I'm just going to go ahead and, and bag out. And it's not just going to happen in this office. It's going to happen throughout. It's going to happen throughout because the business is getting harder to find. The buyers are more educated. The sellers are, are questioning themselves. They're thinking, what's going on? The buyer's like, well, geez, I should have bought when It's 3%. Now it's 5%. Now I really don't want to buy it anymore. Now maybe we'll just stick and rent. And that's definitely going on outside. Definitely going on outside. Whether you talk to a lender, you talk to a seller, we are definitely in that in that shift of a market. And it came on very quickly. It came on almost, almost what I would say, you know, we've been talking in here. I would say right at July 4th, July 5th, Somewhere in that July 4th weekend is when the market just kind of hit the skids. And I study with our own market, with our own North Reading market. Okay? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to roll through 15 reasons why agents, why I believe agents quit the business. This is an e-book I wrote some time ago. I haven't really put it out there very much. I kind of bring it out for, for special things. I do have a copy of it. It's an actual e-book that, you know, one of our old designers and I made. And I'm going to go, go through these, and I want you to think about each, each one of them because they definitely apply to why we aren't doing what we need to be doing or why, you know, when the MLS comes up next quarter and it's time for you to pay $126, bucks, you are going to be like, well, I don't know, you know, I'm really not doing anything, and do I really want to do this and that sort of thing. All right? So I would tell you before I get through this, now is not the time to be discouraged. It's time for the cream to kind of rise to the top. The people that stay in the business now – are the ones that are going to be in it through the shift. The ones that bail, I don't know, man. I think think you'd be bailing at the wrong time and bailing because you don't want to pay 126 bucks, Or you can't find a leader, you can't find a buyer. You can't find an opportunity. Or you have a seller that's really confused and harping on you that you don't know how to handle or deal with, right? We've had it really good for a long time. And the things that we preached on a regular basis, if you didn't do those Over the last, you know, however long you've been on the team or however long you've had a licensed agent, you can't all of a sudden pick it up and say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to start cold calling today. No. What you need to do is you need to get into the tech. Right? You need to get into understanding what's happening. Okay, so the first reason why agents leave the business, they didn't give it enough time to develop their position in the market. They didn't give it enough time to develop their position in the market. Okay, Use, use me as an example. as to to what we've sponsored, what we do, where I go every day, how I try to deliver what the ERA brand uh, in town and for you guys. What's the best, you know, uh, how much time and, and, and money and effort do I put into developing the ERA brand locally? And then think to yourself, how much time do you spend delivering your brand? Do you put things on Facebook? Do you put things on Craigslist? Do you put stuff out there? Do you mail? Do you put the schedules out? Blah, blah, blah. Right? Are you giving it enough time? All right, the second one, you didn't give it enough effort. You didn't order the, the, the Red Sox schedules when they, were, when they were cheap. Now it's too late. You didn't order the Boston Celtics schedules, or you didn't sponsor that event, or you didn't go to that networking event, or you didn't talk to your Uncle John quick enough, and he went ahead and listed it with somebody else. You didn't give it enough time or effort, excuse me, you didn't give it enough effort to establish that you're a real estate agent. This is not a beat-up call by any, by any stretch, but if I have 55 agents on our team, which we do, Why don't I see 55 Facebook posts uh, at any any given time on the week? I'm friends with everybody. I can tell you there's probably six or seven people put up a Facebook post in some kind of regularity, right? If you're not spending any money and you're not mailing anything, you're not sending out postcards, what are you going to do? You got to do something, right? So you got to give it enough effort to establish your brand. Okay, third one, wasn't able to understand lead flow and how to prospect people to talk to. Shaking hands and kissing babies, right? Do we go out and do we let people know we're in the game? Do we know how to say how to, how's the market, right? Do we know how to, how to generate a lead? Do we understand the premise on how an online lead comes into our inbox? Do we understand the process in which that person went through to get to your inbox and what they expect puts their name in the inbox when they sign up online? All right, number four, didn't understand this was a sales job, right? Even if you're working with friends and family, you are a salesperson by profession. You are a realtor or real estate agent by trade. My first broker, my first manager told me that. You are a salesperson by profession. You are a real estate agent by trade. You could go out and sell furniture or cars or whatever you want to sell, wireless phones, whatever the case is. You could, you could sell them. Your job is to sell people on real estate, whether you're selling them on, on who to use for their lender, on what attorney to use, which house, what town to buy, you know, to get it pre, pre-approved. pre Whatever you're, you're in encouraging them to do, you are in a sales and an agent capacity. Okay? It is a sales job. You are asking people to buy something from you or with you. That is a sales job. Now, I know I've offended people along the way by saying stepping on people's throats and that sort of thing. It's kind of a funny it's kind of a funny segue, but you have to sell yourself. You have to convince somebody. Sales is a transfer of enthusiasm. You have to convince somebody that they want to work with you, that it's a good time to buy, that you're the best person to buy with. Those things are important. You have to understand it's a sales job, okay? Number six, or number five, rather, is you didn't understand it. Uh, technology, you didn't make an effort to understand technology that your prospects understand. And I've said this, I know it's a new topic today, but I've said this a thousand times. If you don't understand how Zillow works, if you don't understand how your ERA mobile app works, if you don't understand how DocuSign or DotLoop work, you're going to get run over. And it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but there's a group of agents that are behind you that are, that are more tech savvy, more interested in tech, and will understand tech not only to the point where they understand it, but enough to explain it to somebody and why a Zillow estimate is no good, other than just joking it's no good. Do you know why it's no good? Do you actually know the definition of why a Zestimate doesn't work? Answer, you know, question and answer for another time. But do you know that reason? And if you don't, and they do, you're going to look foolish. And then it's hard to sell from a, from a, from a position of, of weakness, Okay, sixth one is very the same thing. Don't understand how to use technology effectively. If you can't use Turbo Scan on your phone, if you can't use Dot Loop, if you can't use DocuSign, if you don't know how to do that stuff, it's going to make you look foolish. Now, again, if you're if you're wondering what we're doing here, we're talking about why agents leave the business. We're talking on the on this on the market that's shifting to not necessarily be a buyer's market because it can't really be a buyer's market when the when the insurance is going up, but it's certainly a buyer's market as far as inventory and availability. If you were to to do a supply and demand kind of example or analysis, there's definitely a lot of supply. The problem is there's not a whole lot of demand, right? North Reading homes for sale are 40 something. There's not a whole lot of demand for that right now. Maybe because the interest rates are high, maybe because the Patriots are on, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows why you have an open house on Sunday and nobody comes through? Who knows? Could it be the time? I don't know. Could it be the advertising? I don't know. Or could it just be the market? And how are you going to go to sit at that open house and not be frustrated to spend an hour and a half or two hours or three hours of your day getting ready, driving there, prepping it, printing out the sheets, making sure all the stuff's there, sitting in an open house and have nobody show up. Right? That sucks. It sucks to have to sit there and it sucks for the seller for you for that for you to tell a seller, sorry, Mr. Seller, we got a zero today. And how are they not gonna get frustrated? They're like, What are you talking about? We got a zero today. You have not have anybody come through today, nobody. Alright, whoever just sent me a text message while I'm on the phone. What's wrong with you? I don't know who that was. Whoever just sent me a text message, tell me who that is. Don't all right. They didn't have the marketing budget to grow their business. Okay, this is one thing I, I always I ne- I never could understand. I never could understand. We don't no one people want to make thousands and thousands of dollars but won't buy Red Sox schedules. Right? Or coffee cards or whatever the case is. They don't they're not willing to invest in themselves. And even if it's not a monetary thing, even if it's a time thing, right, let's go back to the quote. I don't believe that a real estate agent will be replaced by technology. But real estate agents that know the technology will replace the ones that don't. So there will be a transition there will be some attrition in the real estate marketplace of agents and, and, and you know, uh, buyer agents and seller agents and, and agents on a roster and friends of yours that are on the team today that might not be on the team tomorrow. There's going to be some attrition. Why is there going to be attrition? Because the business is shifting. And instead of handling it, they're panicking. And they're panicking by just getting out and do something else, right, instead of adapting to it, instead of understanding it, instead of taking the proper steps from day one to kind of build your foundation, which is what we do here. It's the most important thing we do here is build a foundation. Try to teach how inbound leads come in, how to work them, what to mail, how to talk to your friends and family. If you lead by example or you look around, the people who have business with the exception of one or two of us, all referral. It's all friend of a friend or brother or cousin or something. So why would we not invest some type of money or some type of marketing or even in a roll of stamps and a a box of cards to say, I'm in the real estate game. I'm in the real estate game. If you need something, let me know. It's a good point of topic now. What's going on with the interest rates? Oh, they're creeping up on five percent. It's a good conversation to have. And even if you have a conversation with somebody who might not be interested in it, doesn't mean that they, you know, that they're not going to refer somebody to you. I have our designer now working on a postcard. As a matter of fact, that basically says what I've said a long time. I don't want to sell your home. I want to sell your friend's home. So yeah, you send Bruins schedules to Coach John. You know, Coach John's not going anywhere. He's not leaving. His kid's in the same grade your grade is. He's not moving anywhere. I don't want to sell Coach John's house. I want to sell Coach John's friend's house. I want Coach John to go to work, and if someone brings up real estate, I want Coach John to know that Evan Russell's the guy, that he's going to refer Evan Russell to me. And you do that by investing in yourself, understanding technology, sending out the handwritten cards, doing the fundamentals and the basics, not spending a lot of money, just thinking about them, sending them a note, understand, you know, wearing your T-shirt around, You know, beating them up with your propaganda every single chance that you can. That doesn't necessarily cost money. Number eight is the the ability, excuse me, unable to overcome the fear of the phone. I understand we're millennials. I hate the phone too. I hate the phone more than anybody. I hate the phone probably more than you hate the phone. But you can't do real estate via text message. You can't do real estate via email. And we all want to. We all don't want to talk to anybody else. We all hate everybody, right? But you got to pick up the phone, and you got to call your leads. Now there are a time and a place and a message. There's you know, the right time to call your leads. There's the right message to say to your leads. There's the right time to do it, right? I don't necessarily think it's right when the lead comes in. There is a proper time to call your leads. Think about how you how you joined our team. Think about the recruiting effort. You came in through an, in, an online lead we put a Craigslist or Indeed. You reached out to us. I said, hey, thanks for reaching out to you. When's the best time to connect by phone? You said, hey, call me after three. I called you after three. We had a nice conversation. You came in. Now you're on the team. That's how you work a lead. In my opinion, in this little lonely broker's opinion, that's how you work a lead. You don't send an email inquiry and then turn around and pick up the phone and just bang and say, oh, I just got your information on the telephone. Do you want to buy a house for me? I don't believe that's how you do it. But you do, and there is a time where you have to pick up the phone. And the people that pick up the phone are going to separate themselves from the people that don't. Pretty simple, right? Didn't understand the process of deal progression, right? That one's probably not, a, not an issue here. We all understand the process of deal progression. If you don't, you've got two lovely ladies on our team that can help you. Didn't understand how to market themselves. Kind of rhetorical of what we said already. But you don't know how to go out and say, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the man. I'm the one that can help you. I understand the market. I'm your best choice for you. Didn't think constant contact with friends and family was necessary. This is the biggest one. Didn't think constant contact with friends and family was necessary. If I hear in this office, and I'm going to be belligerent for one minute. If I hear in the office, oh, they know I'm a real estate agent already. Oh, they already know I'm a real estate agent. They already know. Then I'm going to teach you a lesson, and I'm going to give you a flyer. It's called, what, what is a referral? Because every single time that, that you think you have a family member that knows you're in real estate, do they know what that means? Do they know how they can help you? Do they know somebody who might be renting? Do they know somebody in Arizona that you might be able to get a referral out of? Do they know somebody going in-state, out-of-state? Do they have any kids, any of their kids' kids? Anybody? Do they know exactly what a referral is and how they can help you? Real estate is not just by buying or selling, right, a home with that person. They can help you in a lot of different ways. several. There are several, I have 10, actually, ways that people can refer you, and I can give you that flyer. I wrote that probably 10 years ago. But don't give me this, though, oh, they know I'm in real estate already. What does that mean to them? So let's go back to the very first one or two of these. Do we understand what that means to them? Coach John knows I'm in real estate. Okay, great. I sent him a baseball schedule. Does he really know what that means? Does Coach John really know that I'm looking for Coach John's friends? Have we told him that? Does he know that? Probably not. So maybe we should tell him that regularly. Right? Expect a retail type of sale. Comes in. Hey, lead, got your information. What can I do for you? Well, hey, Evan, I'm pre-approved for 500000 on a buy a house this weekend. Let's go. That doesn't happen. Never will happen. Never does happen. One in a million. They're not walking into Jordan's and buying a couch. They're not walking into your office and saying, hey, Evan, I've got a pre-approval letter here that I got from a lender. I got 20% down. Can you sell me a house in North Reading today? That doesn't happen. Never will happen. Real estate is by no means retail. By no means is it retail. Didn't understand they needed a daily routine or a plan. What are you going to do every single day to promote your real estate stuff, whether it be five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, two hours? What's in your plan every day? Do you even have one? A skill I've been working with is time blocking. Do you have a time block that you're going to work your leads on this time, this day, and you're going to do this? Hope is not really a strategy. Got a flyer on that too. Hope is not a strategy. You have to go out and you have to sell. You have to promote yourself. You have to brand yourself. You have to talk to people, whether it's through email, phone, text, handwritten cards, casual conversation at Ryers. You have to talk to people. You have to let people know. There is not one place I go in town right now without one of my ERA sweaters or one of my ERA T-shirts. There's not one. I don't go anywhere without my ERA sweatshirt on. I make it, and it's almost funny because I wear the same two sweaters all the time, and people probably laugh at me because they think I don't ever own any clothes. But I wear the same stuff all the time. I drive a branded Jeep all the time. Everybody knows that Evan Russell is a real estate agent. Every single person I know that knows me either by full name or part name or half name, they know that I'm in the real estate game. Lack of an entry-level business plan. How are you going to – that's what we do when you come on board. But how are you going to let your people know? It's really easy. Grab a picture and put it on Facebook. Take a link to your website. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Right? Send send a card. Send a handwritten card out to your family with your business card in it. Something. Anything. Any business plan. Right? And we give you the business plan when you come on board. Who do you want to hear your message? What do you want the message to say? And how do you want to deliver it? It's really simple. Those are the three business plans, the the three topics – of the business plan are three bullet points. Who do you want to hear your message? How do you want it delivered to them? And what do you want it to say? So I want my cousin Bob, my cousin Jill, and my and my mother to hear my te- my message. This is what I want them to say: Hey guys, I just joined the real estate team. I can I can help with buy, sell, or rent, or anybody that you may know. Please let me know. I can get a referral even if I can't help them. How do you want to deliver that? Email, text, handwritten cards, entry level business plan. And the last one. My most important one, taking advantage of the free training and resources that are available to you, whether it be ERA, whether it be Evan Russell, whether it be Carol, Nicole, Digger, whatever, whoever, however. Whatever resources are available to you, not taking advantage of them. But I have the answer to that. You know why you don't take advantage of them? Because you don't know what's available, because there's too much stuff. But there's too much stuff because you don't know what you need because you don't have a business plan. You don't have a way, an idea of how you want to focus. If you knew who you wanted to hear your message, then you start with that. If you knew what the message wanted to say or what the ideas were, you could start with that. If the third one is how to deliver that message, then you, start, then you can start with that. Those are the three bullets of your business plan, the three bullets. And you could obviously, you know, you could do a mind map from there and say, okay, well, who do you want to hear your message well, sellers, buyers, renters, parents, family, friends. Okay, great. Those five people. What do you want those five people to, to hear? Okay. Well, one topic would be what I want. What do I want the buyers to see? The sellers to see? What do I want my cousins to see? What do I want my mother to see? What do I want my neighbor to see? And then you say, okay, my neighbor. Okay, home homebuyer ebook. Whatever you can spiderweb it from there. And it's probably a pretty good exercise for you guys to think about as you are coming into the last quarter. So instead of thinking about I don't want to pay 126 bucks when when the bill comes January first. Because the market's tough and the interest rates are up and my homes aren't selling for whatever other reason and you should think about okay well who, who are the, who are the most important hundred people that I want to talk to that I want to know who's in my is in my who I want to know that I'm doing real estate with who are those people? how am I going to talk to them all right real estate is a profession that's easy to get into the struggle is generating business and providing great customer service that's where we can help that's where I can help don't leave the business, guys. Don't get frustrated, right? Don't don't think that the interest rates are too high and the world's falling. I bought my first house not very long ago. It was 7.5%, right? 7.5%. The world to move at a 3% interest rate on the biggest, you know, how, housing is one of the biggest economic factors of, of, of economy, of our government, of how shit works. Think how many people are involved in a real estate transaction. Think how many jobs are created Buy real estate. Real estate moves everything. The economy goes as real estate goes. So you can't expect the real estate market to be at 3% forever. I know the car dealers are pretty much giving, you 0% and, you know, furniture is 0% and phones are free and everything else. But you can't expect banks to lend $600,000 at a penny of the fraction back. Now, it may sound good and you may want that, but it's been that way for Eight, nine years. It's got to go ups and downs. Everything goes ups and downs. Bubbles, good times, bad times. We're coming in not even a bad time. We're coming in a normal time. Where the inventory to the divide, the supply and demand, is of a decent ratio. The interest rates aren't, aren't horrible. They're not 3.5%, but they're not 8% either. And there are plenty of people that tell you they bought their house at higher than that, 20%. You have to know how to sell that. Start with that. Oh, I hear interest rates are going high. Oh, that's a pretty shitty time to buy. Well, no, quite honestly, it's not a shitty time to buy because there's more inventory than there's ever been. And although your spending power might have gone down thirty or $40,000, $50,000, the seller's prices are beginning to go down $30,000, $50,000. It started already. There are price reductions happening all over town. It started already. It's not a bad time to buy. It's a good time to buy. Why is that? Because there's inventory. There's a choice. So yeah, you could spend 3%, but you had to get yourself into anything you could because you were fighting over it. And, you, and any single family that came on an Everett, three beds, one and a half bath, under 400, I mean, you guys kicked the shit out of each other to try to buy that house. Now there's a choice. And you don't have to offer full price. You don't have to go in over asking this, this uh, no showings till Sunday, bidding war on Tuesday. We haven't seen that in 60, 90 days. So that, to me, makes it a really good time to buy because you're not having to rush. You're not having to waive home inspection, right? But you got to understand that to tell these folks where, you, where you're at. You have to understand that stuff. I, I'm way over time here, guys. So, hey, listen, hope you, hope you enjoyed. Uh, any questions, give me buzz. I can give you this 15 Reasons ebook. But, listen, don't let the downturn, don't let the, the interest rates, don't. There's a lot of good stuff here to learn. There's a lot of good things that you can take advantage of. You just got to make yourself some time carve out some interest and figure it out, and you'll certainly uh, you know, be one of the ones standing, not one of the ones that's going to quit.
0: Thank you for listening to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell. To listen to a previous episode of our HTC podcast, you can visit EvanLive.com or find him in the iTunes Music Store.